Hello and welcome to the HEC MBA Talks, where we explore the different dimensions of the HEC MBA experience. I'm Roshni Mondas and your host for today. Joining me are two HEC students who are part of the HEC Exchange program and spent a semester abroad. We have Carla Pons and Baha Stefanos, both from the Jan uh, 22 cohort, uh, who graduate this year. So welcome Carla and Baha and congratulations on your uh, graduations due. Okay, so Carla, if, if you could begin by uh, telling our viewers what is was your background before MBA? Hi, Rajni. Thank you very much for the invitation. Um, I come from a finance background. I was almost eight years in the trading floors in Mexico City. And I decided to do an MBA because I want to, to now work here in Europe. And I was also targeting to come back to France. I already lived here for a complete semester. And as you say, it's the best business school in France. So I'm very glad to be here. We agreed to that. <laughs> yes, Baha. Hi, Roshni. Thank, Thank you. you, first of all, for the invitation. Um, so I actually come from Egypt and I studied architecture in Egypt. And then I lived in Dubai for eight years where I worked in uh, architecture and construction. Um, I was French educated since I was uh, a young boy. So I knew about say, and uh, I knew that I actually wanted to live in France at least for some time in my life. So it made perfect sense to join the MBA in say. Uh, especially that it's uh, the best business school in France. Thank you. Thank you so much. And welcome again, both of you. So today uh, we're here to talk about the exchange program that HEC has. And Carl, both of you went to very respected schools in US. So Carla, if I could start with you, uh, you went to Yale, which is like uh, one of the Ivy Leagues. Uh, can you walk us through the thought process that went when you decided to uh, pick the school? Because uh, as we, uh, for the listeners, I would like to inform that if you're a Jan's cohort, you get to choose the fall and the winter options. Whereas if you are uh, a September intake, you have the spring and the fall. So the duration of the exchanges are different. And you, your, in your case, Carla, how did you go about uh, choosing Yale? And what were the criteria you would say students should focus on when they are picking their choices? Yes. Well, you have, as you said, Rajni, you have these two options of applying either for the third or the fourth term. I wanted to do my specialization here in HSA. So since before entering here, my plan was to do the core courses here, then finance specialization, and then go for an exchange to Yale and then take, take there my finance electives. Then when I arrived here, I heard about these two options. So I thought, okay, let's let's uh, make bigger the opportunity probably like also apply for the third term just in case uh, like i'm not chosen for the fourth so luckily me i was not chosen in the third one because i could do my finance specialization here and then i applied again for the fourth and i got it so it was exactly as i was plan planning before and in terms of how I chose these schools. I was targeting only going on an exchange in the States because I wanted to have the experience of living in the States and also having the academic part because they're very good schools, as you say, and especially Yale, which was my first option since the beginning, and I believe. And SOM has a lot of very 
good finance courses. I was able to take even STEM, the STEM part of finance, which was very quant. So for me, it was incredible learning experience. And you can, during the process, you can select as much schools as you want. So you can even select some from the States, you can select some from Asia. And something that I can suggest also like to, to the people is only choose the schools that are related to your career goals, to your background or to where you want to go, and also like where you want to live. So in my case, my only options were Columbia, were Yale and NYU. And I think I also applied to Kellogg for, but for my very first option was Yale. So I after there is a pool, and you have to also know that the pool of people that apply, especially to top American schools, it's a lot. So I, I don't know, like I could say there was a pool of 130 people, to not say probably a bit more. So from that pool, they only chose, at least for my for the term I went, they only chose six people. Uh, we were a very diverse group, and as far as I know, all of us put Yale like our very first options, and all of them also didn't choose so much schools. So you can choose 15 schools, yes, but I would suggest to just be, be more concrete and more related to your career. Thank you. So, Bah, coming to you, you went to Chicago booth, which has like even lesser number of seats. Uh, I think we had one or two uh, during your time? Uh, yes, two. Yeah, so that's like even more fiercely competitive. Like, So how did you decide uh, you narrow down on your choices? Okay, so let me take actually a step back and why even I chose exchange. So in my undergrad, I got uh, the chance to experience this. So I had one semester abroad. It was a summer in UCLA and Los Angeles, obviously. And it was really an amazing experience. Uh, I was younger and it was summer in LA and like the combination of the life in the US uh, and the school, um, it was so nice. So I, I even like when I came to the MBA, I knew there there's an exchange program and I wanted to experience this again. So yeah, that's basically why I chose the exchange. In terms of booth, um, I didn't really pick booth specifically, but as Carla maybe gave an idea on how the exchange works, there are kind of, um, you select with priority your schools um, and for me, I wanted to go to the US, so I didn't pick any European schools, which um, I'm, because I'm already in Europe. Um, and then I'm, my thought process was actually more kind of, um, I would say, strategy on what are the odds I would get the school. So I chose first the top schools with a bigger number of seats available. So um, in, in my case, Yale was not there because I went in fall or yeah, I think it was not there. So Kellogg had three seats, uh, Booth had two seats. Um, I think after this, um, not exactly sure, I don't remember that much, but yeah, Columbia had one seat, Wharton had one seat. So I basically put the schools with more seats first. Um, but that said, it's a, a very important point when choosing schools is knowing the difference in schools and uh, what they offer, because each school offers different things. So before uh, getting to the selection, each school sends you kind of a, a fact sheet um, where they tell you what services are offered to you as an exchange student and what is not. For example, for Booth, career, you don't get access to career at all. 
And this for me was not an important thing because um, I didn't, was not trying to recruit for the US anyway. So it didn't mean anything big. But for people that are trying to uh, find jobs in the US, for sure, um, maybe they should not choose Booth. So yeah, and different things. There are different uh, items in a, which student clubs can you join or can you not? Uh, academic versus um, um, student life clubs or um, um, I don't know, like dancing club, cooking club. <laughs> that, yeah, I could have joined them, but not consulting club, for example. So it's very important. And again, on top of this as well, choosing the weather, the city where you want to end up in. So yeah, I think there's a lot of factors uh, and you have to quite plan them ahead, build your own strategy on how to apply and uh, yeah. If, if I can add there, for example, in Yale, we had access to everything. They That's were right. super, super welcoming. We never felt as exchange students being honest, like they involved us in the beginning as normal, more like part of the community, right? Uh, they gave us even all the, the career material. They made also a career fair in New York. They invited us. So it's super nice. And they were even open to, like, they told us, you can, you can take whichever class you want from any of the, of the Yale uh, spectrum, including all type of schools within Yale. And also something super nice about Yale is that you only have to make, in terms of mandatory thing, you have to, to do the points that Ashise asks you. So in our case, I think there were like eight. But then you can also take much more courses if you want. And it's incredible because you can take as much courses as you want. Like you can even take three times like the mandatory ones. So the spectrum of learning, it's incredible there. Okay. Uh, Carla, you did a half term, if I'm right. So how does that work with, uh, with respect to the HEC calendar? How do the point system work there? Yeah, so the thing is that when we went there, we had to take only the electives, so to compensate the elective from HSA. So I, I don't know this for sure, but I, I, I can think that here the specialization is a bit more hectic, right, versus taking the, the electives. So then I know that the people, at least that went, went to Yale, during the specialization, our term of specialization, they had to do twice the courses versus us. And then when we went there, they only required half of the points. But also, like, there were some people from my batch that also went there and took even more courses because, like, you can make it as hectic as you want. <laughs> and I insist, like, the learning opportunity of studying in the States and also without an extra cost versus the money that you already paid here, it's super worth it. So even if you only go in the electives term, you can, I mean, if, if you have the energy, you can like make it as if it was the, the complete semester. So talking about electives versus uh, the specialization phase, Baha, you went in the third semester, uh, which is the fall term, which coincides with the the specialization phase at HEC. So how was that choice between electives, uh, doing electives at Chicago versus doing specialization at HEC? 
Okay, that's a good question, Roshni, actually, because uh, it was not really planned this way. So again, I mean, as you mentioned, maybe at the start for, for the Jan intake or the Jan cohort, you get to choose between the fall and the winter. So uh, obviously the fall comes first. And the whole uh, exchange process selection has uh, a big factor of luck. So I said, let's try my luck in term three uh, and see how it goes. Um, I knew that um, if I go in term three, which is the fall, I'm not going to do any specialization here. But then I applied and uh, uh, I was lucky to get Booth. And yeah, my thought process here was that uh, I, I figured out that in Booth, I can choose the classes. I mean, you get to bid, like a bidding system where you choose the classes. And I found that I can actually take classes that can um, kind of uh, uh, basically give me the same what I would have taken in the specialization. I wanted finance because okay. I felt this is the area where I want to be stronger in, given my background. And I was actually able to choose classes that uh, gave me very good uh, the fundamentals of finance. So it worked out well, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was not really planned from the start. And I would say that people or like in general, like future students should actually uh, build this as well into their strategy, like uh, put themselves like option one, option two. Uh, what do they want to know? Or what do they want to learn? Sorry, from the, um, the the whole exchange. And different people have different priorities. Some people uh, are looking again to be in the U.S. and find a job in the U.S. And it's for them more, much more important than the specialization. So. If, yeah. if I can have there, because yeah. you touch a uh, very important point. The bidding system in the States, I was like, I, I didn't know how to use it at the beginning, but it's it's pretty amazing because like you can put as much points as you want per each course. Like there was, I, I remember it was a private equity course where I literally bid all my points. Like it was crazy. And also, I don't know how was it in Booth, but in Yale, the good thing is that you can put a lot of courses and then like take the first class. And you have like drop periods too, so you can like see if you really like the class, and if, if not, you can then bid for another one. So that I think that's a tricky part of the process once you you are already selected. And I would recommend that if anyone is going to any of these American schools that has this system, just reach out to any other person that already went and knows how to use the system. Actually, I want to add something as well about the choices between uh, term three, term four, or fall and winter, is that one should put, again, the strategy into the recruitment. Again, we're all in MPAs. Mm -hmm. uh, recruitment is a very important thing. So uh, for me, uh, honestly, it turned out well that I went in term three, not in term four. Because in term four, when I came back to Ash Say, it was um, quite like the, um, the peak of recruiting cycle for consulting. And this helped me a lot being uh, around, being on campus, being able to case with people, uh, being able to discuss the deadlines, um, uh, check with my colleagues, like uh, how are interviews going. Um, I felt if I was in the US in term four, with the time difference, the time zone difference, it would have been much harder. So yeah, that's one more factor to, uh, to include. Yeah, I agree. Like for us, it was the, the other side of the coin. So it was a bit tough because you're in another uh, time zone. You are a bit too disconnected, too much disconnected from your cohort. And also, I mean, you cannot attend the interviews in person, right? Uh, so if you are charity, for example, staying in France, you will be called in Paris in person. Also something is that 
like you have now your cell phone with an American number. So even though you put like the, the French one or the European one, like some companies may call and I don't know, like it, it was, um, I think that in the last term is a bit tricky too. So that's something that people should also take into account. But as everything in life, I mean, it's a trade-off because in my case, I was able to do the finance specialization here and then very good finance electives there. And uh, you can you have to sacrifice uh, yeah. something, no? One last point here. <laughs> uh, in my case, I went to Booth in fall and the people that went in winter said it was extremely cold. <laughs> it was painfully <laughs> cold. So yeah, maybe that's one more... Uh, Item to think about. <laughs> yeah, it was like snowing. Yeah. <laughs> so I think what I gather from you is that though it's like a short-term challenge in terms of how to manage uh, specialization, uh, you know, the recruitment cycle, but would you would you agree that on the long-term perspective that really helps to have an exchange on your CV because that breaks your builds your CV, builds your character, builds your network uh, mm. around that. Just definitely like I think it gives you a lot. It adds you it, a lot of value a lot. Uh, as you say, I, first of all, networking, like knowing people from those top business schools, learning also from them, and also adding value to your to your uh, class classmates. And also, I mean, you already have, as she's saying, your CV after graduation. <laughs> and then having also another top business school from any other continent, especially in America, in my case of finance. And also going out, again, from your comfort zone. So we already came here and went out of our comfort zone versus our previous background. And then doing it again, it's challenging, but it also leaves you a lot of learning in sense of education but also as as a person so for me it was the like definitely a super worth decision yeah. for me i think of course uh having chicago booth uh, on the cv is very important and um i'm yet to see how it's gonna affect me for life but uh, <laughs> but i've seen at least this from my undergrad as i mentioned new cla uh, definitely it's it's a good stamp on the CV. Okay. However, um, I think what's even more important is the experience itself. Uh, my exchange, I've had it's like a mini MBA inside my MBA. <laughs> Literally, you pack, you get visas, you travel, you look for apartments, you meet new people, you choose new classes. It's, it's, it's literally a mini MBA. And in general, like my thinking is that the whole MBA is an experience. Everyone that is choosing to do an MBA, um, also think of it as an experiential period of his life. So not just the CV, basically. What I want to say is that uh, it's it's really important as an experience in your life. Um, life is all about experiences, and I think it's something that I will never forget. I will always remember the three, four months that I spent in Chicago and, uh, yeah, the classes and everything. And, and even, I would say, like, in terms of, knowing all other cultures, how they work, how they interact. For example, Yale is super academic, right? I should say it's very academic, but not that much as Yale. <laughs> so, so, yeah, like there you, you can see how Americans are super focused. And uh, I don't know, like it, it helps you also in terms, in terms of diversity, in terms of knowing how people work there. 
and at the end that it's very enriching for your post MBA experience. So coming to your actual presence on campus, you know, we it, it's a shorter duration. You have academics on one side. You also have the, the whole challenge of moving into a new city. So how do you balance that with actually trying to meet people? Because, you know, people are new. You have a short time. You're on exchange. People have already there have already built networks. So how do you navigate that challenge? I will say, first of all, there is no balance. <laughs> it's very hectic. <laughs> okay. uh, but yes, I mean, of course, I, I don't know how was your experience, Baha, but in my experience, most of the people, like, either they were already working or, I mean, the campus in Yale is not like here, like here we can, like, live inside the campus and we're very close to each other. I couldn't see that there because the campus is very very big um, it's difficult definitely it's not as here but because here we all arrived and we were like 180 people meeting each other but there's something that helped me was of course you can interact a lot with the with the teams you make within the classes but also you will see right if you're taking a certain course most probably all the people there are interested in that topic and probably if it's related to your career and you're and you meet someone that that you're really interested to know about their experience you can arrange for example a coffee no so i used to make that uh, ask for people hey let's have a coffee together it was like a 30 minutes talk and also something very nice about the yale experience is that even professors are opened to that so that our professor for example from private equity he's a very renewed renowned um, professional in new york and uh, he was very open also to interact with us so the the yale experience was incredible because the people were very friendly we were all super busy so i think if you arrange uh 30 minutes coffee no one will will say no right so i will suggest that Bob? yeah i think uh, yeah what carla said is p- quite exactly the same you know uh first of all i want to say that i should say i don't think there's another school that gets you bonded with your colleagues as much as i should say uh it's literally a big family now that i'm finishing the mba i think i have not 180 friends, but a kind of 180 family members. It's crazy. <laughs> and when I went to Booth, I didn't see this uh, bond between the people. Um, of course there is, but not as strong as here. Maybe driven that uh, the school is, um, the campus is a little bit outside of the town and people live in the town itself. But um, yeah, it's just different. So how uh, I managed to bond with the people, I would say you need to put the effort. And in my case, I bonded but mainly as Carla said with the people that I worked with in the group but being on campus and trying to make uh, all these new connections uh, it's hard I didn't push too much of course I knew a lot of people but not so much and what I want to add here is that um, the group I really bonded with were were the exchange people that are coming from all different schools in Europe or in, in, in Asia so I think we're like a, a group of 60 students that mm-hmm. were having the exchange in booth we had um, a WhatsApp group, <coughs> sorry, and we actually collected each other, like the, um, we sent an email, we created a WhatsApp group, and this was like the, the party group. Every day <laughs> we did something together. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, of course, as well, the school itself in Booth, they have like uh, something called TNDC, where uh, Thursday night drinking club, <laughs> where like every Thursday um, they take over a bar in Chicago and everyone is there. So there's definitely opportunity to bond and, uh, and get to know people, but you need to put the effort overall. Okay. So uh, you seem to have like, you did make a good effort in trying to bond with people uh, outside, but how is it in class? Like the whole in-class experience, can you talk about the academics, the coursework? Is it more hectic than HEC? Is it more theory focused or is it more group work focused? Yes, I, I can speak <laughs> We'll say the same here. <laughs> no, for me, I was amazed and really very grateful for the experience. It's definitely much more academic. You definitely. And you learn a lot. And all the system is like created in order to like for students to learn. You have two teaching assistants are in, are in class always taking notes so to the people that go to Yale I recommend you go to all the classes because they will note it and there are people that if you have any questions regarding tasks I mean homeworks or for exams you can reach out to them and they will explain you professors are also like top level professionals that are not only educators but they are professionals in the field so they have a lot of years of experience they're super passionate uh, super passionate about those topics and they also know a lot so that also it helps you and the interaction within the classroom you are surrounded by top level students too so it's very enriching you can learn a lot from them there's not much interaction inside because uh, when I went in the in the term, so I put some STEM courses which were not that 100% related with the MBAs and the people I was with were uh, from another type of master. You have a three hours course and you have a break of 15 minutes. So during those 15 minutes, you can just arrive and hey, you know, like, like interact there with your classmates and even though there are three complete hours it might sound very hectic but the class is that engaging that you like not even get distracted and once it finishes you don't want it to finish and you're like no <laughs> and also something super nice is that they record the classes so if you didn't understand something or you're studying for the exam, you can just go back to the video, watch it. I know, like, Yale really provides you very good resources, and it's also very challenging because they give you, like, homework every class, and then for this homework, most probably you, you didn't see the topic in class. So it's because they want to push you to really go and read the book and then investigate. It's very challenging, but their system is a system that is definitely done in order for students to to learn the most okay i i think mbas are all similar in the content they want to give to the students but we have to see here that like uh, uh, the us mbas have a longer period mm. so they can make it more tough so i would say <laughs> that uh, yes what i've seen is that uh, academics are tougher 
not in the content, but in the amount of work you have to put in. So in a typical uh, term, um, we have six to eight classes in Ashose. I think in Booth they had three to four classes. Wow. Yes. So only three to four classes. So you're expected to work much more for each class. Okay. Especially, I mean, you get to choose the classes. In my case, uh, I chose finance class with star professors. <laughs> and I knew that the load is going to be a lot. Okay. And yeah, I think for one class, we used to work for 10 to 12 hours outside of class a week. So yes, it's tougher. But uh, I think it's part of the experience again. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the star professor, it's you know, like a character in itself. You know, you go to class and Scarlett said, oh, no, I don't want the class to end. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's kind of a movie. You know, you learn a lot. And um, yeah, the, the projects are as well. I mean, or the assignment outside of the class, it's not easy, very challenging. We did, uh, I don't know, a project uh, about a company, uh, an airspace company, trying to create solutions for uh, a thermal insulation of rockets. And um, 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 my group were part of a VC that are uh, checking if this is uh, investment worthy or not. So really cool stuff. But of course, we had to analyze a lot of uh, financial data and uh, yeah, kind of market and um, how can this company work or not. So I would say, yes, classes are much more um, um, intense, but uh, yeah, you have a longer MBA, so it makes sense. One more thing is that you can get to choose easier classes, like some classes are easy. Like in my case, one of the classes were more on the easier side. I think it was uh, similar to the course load or the outside of class load that we had here in HSC. So, and it depends how much you want to work. <laughs> of course, you know. <laughs> That's always the case, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but before I leave you uh, for this uh, podcast, I have to ask you, what are the, some of the fun things that you did outside of class, outside of networking? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Okay. Partying a lot. <laughs> Okay, I think, yeah, definitely. I mean, Chicago is, uh, it's a big city. It's an amazing city. Um, There's a lot to see around. But I would say that I, maybe outside of Chicago and the MBA part, I decided that um, once I finished school in 10th of December, and I had like three weeks until I went back to Paris. So I did a trip, a road trip with a camper van from Chicago all the way to Los Angeles in 16 days. That's approximately 5,000 kilometers. So, yeah, I would say that was the most fun thing. Um, Yeah, um, some people traveled a lot on weekends around because, again, from Chicago, um, yeah, there's, I mean, the radius, you can go to a lot of areas with like a three hours flight. So, yeah, and a lot of partying, of course. So we need to have a different podcast on that subject, right? How do you travel across U.S.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was was very nice. Yeah. And and Yale, I mean, I didn't go to much parties or I didn't even go to parties the most uh, fun thing I had it I bought an electronic scooter <laughs> and I because the campus is super big okay. so you really have to walk a lot I, I don't know like for example to go to the gym it's a 20 minutes walk so yeah that was always my like funny part of the day I used to go in the scooter and have fun with it but Besides that, not much parties or other fun things. Thank you so much, both of you. It's been uh, a pleasure talking to you. And I'm I'm sure our listeners would uh, greatly uh, 
benefit from all your inputs any last comments that you think we you think we should be addressing uh, in my case like i'm open if people are still hesitating about the process they want to know more they were already selected and want to know about the experience or advices i'm very open you can reach out to me on linkedin um, very i will be very happy to help sure yeah just again i want to highlight that uh, the school choice is very important and i advise students that want to go on exchange to really take time to think about it uh, and know what they want out of the exchange and again play their correct strategy like they play with recruiting like they play with uh, anything and of course uh, anyone can reach me uh, i'd be very happy to help people uh, make their decision about the exchange Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you, listeners. As you know, you could reach out to uh, Baha Stefanos and Carla Pons in either on LinkedIn or in mail. Yeah. And we'll always be there to help you. Thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you.